And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. And it is Tuesday, September 1st. Oh, brother. Uh, Okay, it's September. Here we are, gang. And away we go. September 1st, by the way, I think that this is... um, I believe this would have been my grandfather's like 100-something or birthday, September 1st, my uh, Poppy Julian's birthday. Happy birthday, Poppy J. If you've got a financial question, give us a holler. Our email address is askjill at jillonmoney.com. That's askjill at jillonmoney.com. So here is a note from Elise, who is a 40-year-old nurse and never have had much knowledge about investing. I just received a copy of the magazine Millie, where I saw your article. Okay, this is bizarre. By the way, this magazine was named something different, but then it now it's Millie. And I think that anyone who has a subscription to Real Simple gets a free copy of Millie inserted. Okay, so she saw my article in Millie, and now she says, I've been listening to some of your podcasts. Can you recommend some basic books to learn about investing? I'd like to start to invest, but I need to understand what I'm doing. Any help would be appreciated. Well, Elise, of course, I'm happy to recommend many books. There's a few people who I think do such a good job with this. And one is Jason Zweig. Fantastic. I think that you'll you would find him very easy to read. The other is Jack Otter, who is a friend of mine. He wrote a book called Worth It, Not Worth It. Very easy read. You could also check out Erin Lowry. She does a lot of the basics and she's written a couple of books. So check her out. Good luck. And of course, you'll graduate and be able to read my book, The Dumb Things Smart People Do With Their Money. Hey, you know what? Go to the website. Go check it out anyway. JillOnMoney.com. Um, I have a section about investing, but it's about a lot more than that. So maybe you want to check that out. 40 years old, you're a financial grown up. Welcome. Okay. This is from John. Thanks for all that you do. I love the podcast. It's so informative. My question is for my 17 year old son who is involved in an accident and has received a large settlement, $320,000, which will be going into an annuity. My wife and I are co-conservators and are trying to set the fund up with regards to disbursement amounts and timing. Okay. So by the way, many settlements go into annuities just so there's no issue around that. He's planning on attending a junior college and finishing his degree at a university. We guesstimate that this will use up 75 grand tops. The remaining funds will need to be managed wisely. This is where you come in. 
what would you recommend? Should we leave the funds in the annuity and make minimal disbursements, withdraw early and invest in the stock market or other? The annuity will go away at age 30 to 32. Hmm. Well, I mean, is the annuity a, is it just a fixed annuity with no, in, no stock market choices in that annuity? I think my inclination is kids are young and there may be no reason to really touch this. So there's a few things we want to understand. We want to understand what kind of annuity is it, in, is it going into? Number two, what is the period that you must keep the money in the annuity? Because that's usually a very important factor in determining costs. And then, you know, if we withdraw early, then what would the penalty be? So this is sort of the general bunch of questions I have. Let me know the answers to that, but uh, and then I can guide you a little bit more, okay? This is from Karen, who says, good afternoon. I retired last November. My 401k has remained through my past employer-sponsored account. In January, it was $660,000. It's now $600,000 today. It has a yearly fee of about $376. Cheap. Okay, here's the other stuff. $97,000 in a non-qualified annuity. That means a non-retirement, a non-retirement account annuity. There's a traditional IRA, $24,000 with a 0.95% management fee, $66,000 in a Roth IRA, $113,000 in a credit union money market account, $10,000 in a credit union savings account, total about $900,000. I don't have a pension, but I do get yearly social security of $12,700 after medical insurance is covered. No expenses other than daily living as our house and cars are paid for. My question, do I leave the 401k with my past employer's account? The company that manages it is called Empower. Okay, they can roll it over to a traditional IRA with no annual fee. I can call anytime to speak with an advisor and they charge an annual fee of 0.38% if they do manage the account, as long as it stays above 300000 and, and so she basically says she's not going to move it to where she has her traditional IRA because she doesn't love that, that place. I'm married. He has a similar portfolio. He's got a pension and social security, fifty-two grand a year. We both enjoy your podcast. You've shed a light on some of our accounts. Uh, we do keep our money basically separate. Thank you for insight that you can offer. Okay, here is what I think you should do. So you have 900 grand, which is a lot of money. If you feel comfortable in this Empower account and you really think that they're doing a decent job, I think the annual fee of 0.38% is no biggie. You could totally do it. But if you're going to do that, what you should also do is consider other options. Your other options would be Vanguard Personal Service Advisor, which is, you know, an online hybrid account where you could have them manage the money and you have access to an advisor. So Vanguard Personal Service Advisor, Schwab Intelligent Portfolio, do the same thing. And Betterment also does the same thing. So I would look at those as possibilities for both of you. See what you come up with. As much as possible, what I do think would be helpful is to try to consolidate things while you are sort of in this mode, get it going. Okay. All right. Judy writes, what kind of retirement planning guidance do you have for a married couple with a 10 to 11 year age difference? I'm 47. My husband's 58. 
our ideas about retirement are different because we're in different places in our careers. I plan to work while he retires. Well, good plan for him, I'll tell you. We're talking about our retirement income and what sources to tap first. Our investment strategy is tied to my longer-term time horizon. Is this appropriate? Well, look, what's important is that you guys are on the same page. And so it may be that what you have to do is really think about when you need to access your money. So does he, do you keep your money together or do you keep your money separate? So we just had a question where they maintain separate accounts. I'm fine with that. But you need to be able to understand when you have to access money. He may say, well, I'm going to stop working before you do. So we're going to need to replace some of the money sooner rather than later. Or could you live on your own income for the both of you? These are questions that I think require a little bit more nuance. So I'd love it if you could give me a tiny bit more information. That would be so good, please. Okay. Here's a question from Sherry who says, I have a MetLife variable annuity. Um, I'm 72 years old. I wanted to protect principal, which I thought a fixed annuity would do. Should I get a new one? No. Don't do anything. Don't get it. If you own an annuity, don't go and buy a new one. What I would like you to do is to send me follow-up information about the annuity you have, but don't be buying a new annuity. Don't do that. All right. Maybe we can make sense of what you have and make it a better investment for you. Okay. Here is an email from a new listener named Sartak. I like that name. I'm a new listener to the great podcast. I have a money question. I have no idea how or where to invest. I'm 26 years old. I'm saving money while being at home during these troubled times. Any advice on where to start? I hope you are safe and well. Well, of course, I would say start with any retirement plan that you may have access to. I don't know if you have one through your employer. You didn't mention whether you're working or not, but that's the easiest place to start. If you don't, then you could open up a Roth IRA if you have earned income and do that anywhere where you can get some cheap stuff like cheap index funds like Vanguard or Fidelity or TD Ameritrade or T. Rowe Price or Charles Schwab. And to make it simple, the way that you would invest would really require you to figure out when you think you're going to need this money. So obviously, if it's retirement, you can kind of look out into the long-term future. You can maybe just buy an index fund or a target date fund. But if you need this money anytime soon, you really should not be an investor, right? So I always go back to the big three on this one. You've got to have an emergency reserve fund. You've got to pay down that debt that's outstanding, whether it is credit card debt, it could be a car loan, it could be your student loan debt. So those two areas really need attention before you start an investing portfolio. Okay. Alex writes, what do you think is a better investment for the long term, real estate or the stock market? By real estate, I mean buying a second or third home, possibly renting it out. By stock market, I mean 401k, Roth IRA, brokerage account. My specific case, I'm 42. I make seventy-five dollars to $120,000 a year, depending on overtime. I own a house, still owe about $120,000 on it. I have about $150,000 in retirement accounts, $60,000 in savings. Thank you, Alex. You know, real estate can be an amazing investment, but it requires a ton of work and it is kind of dangerous because obviously it's not liquid. So I tend to be more of a boring 
type of investor because I think over the long term, stocks do really well. You already own a home. I would really stick to your game plan. Keep putting money aside for the long term. You can always buy a real estate investment trust if you like real estate without being exposed to the foibles of being a landlord. So I hope that that helps. Okay, that's it. It's another show. It's in the can. If you've got questions, go to the Jill on Money website, jillonmoney.com. And there you can do all sorts of things. You can listen to past programs. You can watch some TV segments. You can sign up for our free weekly newsletter. And if you wouldn't mind, just go leave a rating for this podcast. You can do that wherever you listen to your podcast. Send this along to someone who you think could use it. And don't forget to wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain your physical distancing, and put your hands on someone's back metaphorically. Help someone out today. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.